Hey, thank you for joining us for another episode, or joining me for that matter, since there's no us, it's just me, for another episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm Neil Parks, your host. I'm an award-winning author, artist, historian, researcher, and paranormal investigator. I'm actually a veteran of the field. I've been doing this type of thing since the age of 11, and I'm 44 now, so I've been in the game for a while. An experienced and well-respected psychiatrist claims that demons are real and they are very, very nasty. After working seven years in one of the largest psychiatric hospitals in the world, 18 years in the psych department of a large state prison, two years in the largest mental health center in the city, and over 11 years working in hospital ERs dealing with psych crises, he has seen things that fly in the face of both reason and his academic training. After what he experienced on the front lines, he has no doubt that demons exist. He has both seen and spoken to them, and they are very nasty. The voices of schizophrenics hear, the voices that they hear, are not always hallucinations. Many times, as psychiatry maintains, many times, the psychiatrist insists that if you give these so-called hallucinations any attention, such as questioning patients about their nature, you are making these patients worse, according to experts. Ignoring their demands to not query these patients. Now, this psychiatrist found that the voices that some schizophrenics hear run well-defined and predictable and destructive patterns, very different from common hallucinations. Once these hallucinations become aware that he was providing information to these patients that would weaken the voices, he became both a threat and a target to them. It became clear that what psychiatry insisted was merely hallucinations were not always the case, but being aware of what was going on around them. In one case, a patient that he had never seen before reported his voices warned him to stay away from him the minute he walked into the emergency room. Providing people with knowledge of the existence of this menace and how they manifest in our lives is last thing these demonic entities desire. They want to go on you believing that in this age of science, demons are fictional. A maniacal throwback to medieval and prehistoric days. Tales of the uneducated. They are thrilled that you ignore the 23 or more times Jesus mentioned in the New Testament casting out demons, and even more pleased when you view the Bible, both Old and New Testament, is irrelevant to this issue. They prefer you to believe that science is just that, and God is dead, and demons don't exist. The Christian and the Hebrew faith speaks very heavily about the dangers of demonic forces, about our battles on earth will not be against physical entities, but against the supernatural, the unknown, the unseen, the spiritually damning. It's so much easier for these evil entities go about their destructive work in stealth when their existence is denied by the millions of upon whom they prey. Like a tapeworm whose victim is ignorant of its presence. They don't want you to know they exist. This isn't about religion. This is about understanding that spirits exist and that evil spirits fear love and certain phrases from biblical text as well as the, cor- the or Hora. 
the information that upsets them the most is to which they react the strongest is your becoming aware that they feed off of you. They really hate when you learn their names. They drain and steal your life energy. In order to do this, they must first turn your emotional state negative. It is only negative emotional energy that sustains them. Look at the state of the world today and their negative influence and the production of negative emotional energy becomes very clear. They want no interference with their food source, that being us. They don't want you to have a family or friends or for you to be educated about how to interfere with their attacks. They want you isolated and alone. They hate when you go to church or read the Bible or any spiritual scripture for that matter and will attempt to convince you that these activities are boring and fruitless. They do this in a manner least suspected by inserting ideas in your head and then attempting to convince you to believe and act on them. Often your own detriment, this is their way. Being aware that demons really do exist is the first step toward countering and eliminating their negative influences on your life. If you look back upon your life, you will see that when you get into a negative funk, your energy disappears. You can't get anything done. No one ever questions where their energy reserve has gone. Many schizophrenic patients reported they can actually feel their energy leave when they are attacked by their demonic voices. Despite the one-to-one -one correlation between the appearance of the voices and their energy disappearing, they are not permitted awareness of this connection. Who do these demons attack and why do they do it? They attack anyone and everyone who unwittingly allows it. They've been known to enter into people experimenting with Ouija boards, EVP, and playing around with satanic rituals and satanic literature. Victims of severe physical, emotional, or sexual abuse are prime targets. They are already primed to feel bad about themselves. Extreme cases of attacks are labeled paranoid schizophrenia by psychiatric community. But every day, common people like you and I are subject to attack too. You need to know that being attacked does not mean you are crazy. It does not mean you are mentally ill. There's no malfunction of the brain. Saying otherwise would be like saying that robbery or rape victims are mentally ill. They were attacked and so were you. Why do they drain people's energy? The negative energy produced by negative emotion is their food source. If they can get you to generate negative feelings, it is that negative emotion upon which they feast. It may sound bizarre, but it is absolutely true. It is the reason vampire movies subsequently shake us to our core. Subconsciously, of course. These entities are energy vampires. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And hems makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash good. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face -face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door.
HIMSS makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to HIMSS, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hims.com slash good. That's 4hims.com slash good for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash good. Family is big around here. We're family owned, family operated, family managed. And that means legacy. That means dependability. That means using Granger. With over 1.5 million products and knowledgeable product experts, Granger has whatever we need. And with same-day pickup and next-day delivery options, they have it whenever we need it. For over 90 years, businesses like ours have trusted Granger. Because, like family, Granger's got our back. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. A really good question is, how are these demons able to do these things? They get you to generate negative emotion for their consumption by inserting negative, guilt-ridden, fearful, or distressing thoughts into your mind, then urging you to believe and respond to those thoughts as if they are true. They are sly, and they use trickery and lies to manipulate you into hearing, sensing, or feeling something troublesome or fearful. False evidence appearing real. Evidence of their activity becomes clear to the average person when an unwelcome intrusive thought barges into your mind. A thought so repulsive that on your own you would never have come up with such ugliness and you certainly have no intention of acting on it. You intuitively feel that such a thought is wrong, not yours, and does not belong in your mind. So think about this. If you're not, if it's not your intention to bring up such a thought, entertain or act upon it, then where did it originate? If it's not you and doesn't belong in your head, then it has come from outside of you. You may ask yourself, are people helpless against this? Not at all. You are not helpless against these things, but you do need to get your head out of the sand, realize they exist, and get to know how your enemy operates. There are many things you can do to fight back and eventually reach a point where you can live your life without their interference and attacks. If things are constantly going wrong in your life, there is a high probability that you are under spiritual attack. The most important thing is they absolutely do not want you to know is that they can invade your mind and are energy parasites feeding off of your life energy like a tapeworm absorbs food passing through your intestines. These entities need negative emotional energy to survive. They are successful when you assume their thought implants belong to you and are your thoughts. They will tell you they are your own thoughts once you become aware of this parasite enemy and the game it plays. You don't have to buy into anything that is not from you. You are higher spiritual source. This is not a physical war, it's a spiritual one, and it's as serious as it gets. It may surprise you to know that these parasites have complete access to your memory. In the case of one patient, for this doctor, they brought up guilt-ridden behavior that she had forgotten for years. They can and will find the most negative and guilt-provoking incidences they can find in your mind and bring them to your awareness. Then they continue to rub your transgressions in your face as long as you don't forgive yourself and continue to generate negative emotion. All negative thoughts they insert into your mind about yourself are custom designed to make you feel guilty, angry, worthless, helpless, and hopeless. 
Remember the times you've obsessed over past transgressions and just couldn't get something you'd done wrong out of your mind? If only I had not done that, said that, things would be different. If only I could take that back, life would be better. If only I'd been there, that would not have happened. This is them at work. The longer they can keep beating you up and allowing you to beat yourself up, the more negative energy you generate and the larger the feast you provide for these parasites. They then use your own life energy against you, fostering conflict and turmoil and insisting others can't be trusted. Let's begin in the 2000s and the Afghan war. Troops stationed at a base in Mansolo reported an encounter with a creature they claimed was a demon. The report says these troops jumped into action after receiving the call that the base was under imminent attack. They did as trained, grabbed their kit and weapons, and reported to their stations, ready to defend themselves and the base. They watched an attack unfold as men, enemy combatants, began scaling the perimeter wall. The troops began to shoot. In the melee, many of the attackers were hit, but one of these was particularly strange. As the bullet tore into the attacker, a plume of black smoke was seen to rise out of the body. At the time, the troops thought it could be a suicide vest that was hot and damaged or failed to detonate. But this is when things took a turn for the strange. The smoke began to form into a shape. This shape resembled a man, and to add to the weirdness, a pair of red glowing eyes appeared along with a mouth. The apparition smiled at the troops, turned, and ran only to fade away to nothing after a few steps. Could this have been a ghost or demon? Or how about a jinn? A jinn is a creature commonly found in Middle, Middle Eastern mythology. The soldiers had no clue and were obviously shaken by the encounter and did not talk about the incident for many years. But jinn ghosts or specters are not the only thing to have appeared to troops battling in the Middle East. And now, a word from our sponsor. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Elemental Spirits. Elementals and Elemental Kingdom contain such creatures often considered to be mythical, such as fairies, goblins, gnomes, elves, leprechauns, tree people, brownies, undines, mermaids, imps, and sylphs. They are known as elementals because they are made up of the ethers and are ethereal and therefore invisible to most of us. The task of elementals and the elemental kingdom is to look after the nature kingdom. Elementals are earth spirits. They live among plants and animals. They are responsible for the therapeutic effects you feel when outdoors amongst nature, at the beach and sea, all lakes and rivers and parks, and nature reserves, national parks and bushland. 
Elemental spirits possess supernatural powers and are usually invisible to humans living among the trees, rivers, plants, swamps, and mountains. They attach themselves to practically every natural thing. Earthly elements are metaphysical. They are the cause of earthquakes, floods, gales, thunderstorms, and wildfires. More importantly, earthly elements are responsible for creating, sustaining, and renewing life on Earth. There are known to be four types of elementals. Of course, that would be the earth, water, fire, and air. Earth elementals. The type of gnome most frequently seen is the brownie, or elf, a mischievous and grotesque little creature from 12 to 18 inches high, usually dressed in green or russet brown. Most of them appear as very aged, often with long white beards, and their figures are inclined to rotundity. They can be seen scampering out of holes in the stumps of trees, and sometimes they vanish by actually dissolving into the tree itself, more commonly known as dwarves or goblins. They are concerned with the products and treasures of the earth. Being of the earth, gnomes usually live in the soil, rocks, beneath the ground, and under tree roots. Gnomes will only help humans if they have been considerate of nature and treated well. They are very helpful to those who have established a connection with them through prior acts of kindness. When working with humans, gnomes are most helpful with healing the bones. The subgroups of earth gnomes consist of brownies, dryads, duradalus earth spirits, elves, hammerdyrads, pans, pygmies, and uh, satires. Water elements, the water spirits, are called undines. They closely resemble humans in appearance and size, except for those inhabiting smaller streams and ponds. They are said to be beautiful, emotional, graceful nature spirits who dress themselves in greenish-blue garb. That it ver It's very shimmering and has a watery texture. Their king is known as Nexka, who they love, of course, and serve and honor unconditionally. Since their purpose is to direct the flow and course of the waters of the planet, they live in coral caves, fountains, lakes, and marshlands, rivers, seas, waterfalls, and underneath lily pads. Besides care caring for plants both above and below the surface of the water, the undines are concerned with the movements of water and how they relate to human emotions and soul responses. The undines are said to be friendly, approachable, and are very willing to work with people and help them. Etheric in nature, they exist within the water itself, and this is why they can't be seen with the normal physical eye. The water undines consist of luminades, mermaids, naiads, oceanid, oreids, potamids, and sea maids. Now, the fire elementals. Salamanders have been seen in the shape of fiery balls or tongues of fire running over the fields or peering in houses. The salamanders are the spirits of fire. They keep us warm and work through the liver, bloodstream, and emotions. Without these beings, fire is said to not exist. You cannot light a match without a salamander being present. Air elementals. The sylphs are the air spirits. Their elements have the highest vibratory rate. They are said to live on the tops of mountains. The leader of the sylphs is a being called Queen Powell Dalma, 
who is said to dwell on the highest mountain of earth. They often assume human form, but only for short periods of time, and they are said to be the most beautiful of all of the elementals. The sylphs can have a profound and powerful influence on the human mental body and thought, and they are responsible for being the primary culprit behind both inspirational art and inventions. And that is your basic lesson on elemental spirits. Take it as you will. I found it quite entertaining. A little silly at times, but it all depends on your belief system. The Legends of Knockamstiff. There's a little stretch of road that will lead you to one of the weirdest named towns in the Midwest. It's located just west of Chillicothe, Ohio, and was featured in Randy McNutt's book, Ghosts. The appropriately titled novel from Donald Ray Pollock, Knockamstiff, and in more than one article. Knockamstiff is a true ghost town. There are no main streets, no side streets, no traffic lights. It has virtually been lost in time. It's located near a rural back road intersection. There's no longer a post office, no stores, not even the bar McNutt describes in his book. The people who have remained there to this day didn't move to Knockamstiff, Ohio. They moved to what they so delicately refer to as the country. So many people have asked the same question. How did Knockamstiff get its name? There are a few stories. The most common account is that there was a violent brawl in the town tavern. Another story pertains to a woman who asked her pastor how she could get her cheating husband to stay home. Knock him stiff, he replied. One can't help but wonder how something that someone said during a conversation would become the name of an entire village. There are several hauntings and paranormal occurrences that take place in the Knockamstiff area, throughout the woods and the backcountry roads. One of these paranormal hotspots is the infamous Devil's Leap. This local ghost story is said to have been located behind the old McComas property. The Leap is a series of cliffs that are haunted by the ghost of a person who committed suicide. They supposedly leapt from the top when they were haunted by the voice of the devil in their head. The legend says that you are supposed to be able to hear them scream as they are still falling. The other yarn is a haunted location called Foggy Moor. The creepiest story out of Knockamstiff is that of the permanently foggy dip in the road known as Foggy Moor. One night, a lady and her daughter were driving home and happened upon a man lying in the road on his side with one hand propping up his head, smoking a cigarette. Instead of getting up and moving, the guy simply floated away, still lying down in that same position. The other creepy location in Knockamstiff is known by the name Donald's Pond. It's not the pond that's haunted so much as the forgotten cemetery behind it, which dates to the early 1700s. Dozens of local reports pertaining to the weird occurrences that have poured out from this location. For example, ghost lights, Native American ghosts, a ghost wolf, UFO sightings, spirits and sprites in the wilderness, possible gnomes, ghouls, and other mythological happenings and entities. This is what is seen regularly and talked about by eyewitnesses and the local residents who live near the old cemetery behind Donald's Pond. 
The story of Lindy Sue is a very chilling tale. She is said to be the ghost of a beautiful girl who wanders the backwoods of Knockhamstiff. The legend says that she was parked with her boyfriend, Clem Slaterson, in a buggy on a bridge over Paint Creek. Some versions of the story refer to the boyfriend as Jason Slatterman, Slatterson. The point of the story is that they were parked and enjoying the beautiful full moon. An eerie silence enveloped the area. Then, without warning, dogs all over the area started howling uncontrollably. No one knew exactly what happened after that. But her body was later found on the bridge. Lindy Sue had been strangled, and the horse was found a couple of days later by a search party, apparently dead from fright. The buggy had been smashed into a dozen pieces, and a huge red mark was on her neck. There it appeared to be teeth marks. However, or whatever killed her, drained her of all of her blood. Clem was never found. Lindy's ghost is said to haunt the area to this day, but Clem has never been heard from. Perhaps he had something to do with her death, or whatever killed Lindy destroyed Clem from all existence. Some locals say that if you park on that bridge at night, you'll hear Lindy Sue crying out in terror from whatever it was that took her life. There are stories of something that lives in the woods around Knockhamstiff and scares the livestock and horses on a regular basis. Some owners have reported that their horses get so spooked by whatever it is that it will not even attempt to cross its path. It has also been said that this unseen evil would visit houses and wake up the homeowners by jumping up and down on the beds. There have been several UFO sightings reported that range from a wide variety of claims. Some say that there were lights in the sky that followed them for over two years and used their field as landing strips and left weird messages in the field and the crops. Other stories have been shared pertaining to triangular-shaped UFOs and bright balls of intense light that move beyond our earthly means faster than what we're accustomed to circular-shaped crafts, and even encounters with alien occupants from within a UFO. There have been stories of creatures that have invaded some homes and roamed the halls, turning the lights off and back on again. They allegedly mumble dark rants as they do this and appear as tiny red humanoids. One person relayed to me, in their own words, a creature growled and howled outside my window when my grandma had her stroke. My personal opinion is this. There are many mysteries within the woods of Knockhamstiff, and there are many more completely weird yarns that have found their way to our local subculture. I have visited this area and have made several attempts to either prove the existence of these local tales or debunk them altogether. In my efforts, the results provide barely any evidence gathered at either site, and literally no one willing to speak with me about these legends. In other words, the ghost town of Knockhamstiff remains true to its reputation. Whether these are merely just urban legends or simply folklore that holds some small level of validity, there is one shining truth to all of this. That truth is that every one of us, regardless of being rich or poor, we are all universally fascinated with the unexplained. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, 
Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Thanks for listening today. Have a great rest of the week, a wonderful weekend, and next time I'll have more cool stuff to talk about, maybe a little more in-depth, maybe an actual reading from one of my books, or a special guest. You never know what I have cooked up. Till then.